Are you waiting for everything to be perfect before you decide to enjoy life? Stop waiting. Start living. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes with Scott and Becky McIntosh, where you will hear inspiring stories from imperfect people living life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love, despite challenging circumstances to bring hope to your heart and a smile to your face in only 22 minutes. Now, let's welcome the host of the show, Scott and Becky McIntosh. Hello, hello, hello. Good to have you here with me today, here on uh, Life in 22 Minutes. I'm really excited to be here and and, uh, do this episode today. It's kind of a little awkward. Becky is in Africa, and so I I enjoy having Becky with me, and I enjoy just having her uh, be a part of this and be able to play off off of her as she says comments and I say comments back and today I'm just going to wing it and uh, and just talk about some of my thoughts and some of the things that I wanted to share. It's, it's the month of gratitude. We should be grateful every every day and we shouldn't have to have a month that's just especially for gratitude, but, but we do and I'm glad we do. So I just wanted to just touch on a few things uh, about gratitude, the things that I take for granted. If any of you are following Becky's posts on Facebook, you're seeing that she's having a wonderful time in Africa. She's having the experiences that are just life-changing, experiences of a lifetime. And and she loves this. She she just loves doing humanitarian work, focusing on people. So many people are focused on themselves and, and trying to get ahead in life. And, and if she ever gets to get a little bit ahead, she just decides she wants to give that up and, and give it to somebody else. And so I'm proud of her for that and and, and her ability to serve and to uh, help people. She's just having a great time. Follow her on Facebook uh, and you'll see that what she's doing and, and her amazing events. But it's funny how when she left, all the things that used to get done quit getting done. Uh, the dishes started piling up. Uh, the bed wasn't getting made. The the house wasn't getting clean. All those things that that I just that just happened uh, weren't happening anymore. And and that that's just true to an extent. I'm just kind of um, goofing with you a little bit, but it's it's true. We we just take for granted the things that other people do, and uh, and we try to mix it up. And we both help out and, and do what we, we do what our share is around the house and around the things that we. Uh, are involved in, but but it, it is. It's when she's missing is when I really realize how good I have it when she's here. All the things that she takes care of. So anyway, today is Becky Appreciation Day, and be grateful for Becky Day in in my life. Anyway, I'm glad she's having these experiences in Africa. Just just to be there, to see it, to to smell it. I had a friend explain that to me when I went to Africa. I went to South Africa. Becky's in Kenya. So she's just on the African continent in the country of Kenya, and and I was uh, in in the country of South Africa, and, and my passion again I've explained this to people is the outdoors, and it may not be everybody's, and and there might be people that look down upon me for what my passion is, but for some reason that's what I am, and I uh, and I'm driven uh, deeply to to go out and be a part of the wild and the outdoors, and and, and for some reason that's just my experience in life. And, and I have some of the most teaching and thought-provoking moments uh, when I'm out there. And so, anyway, in my in my trip to Africa, I'm just going to tell you real quick. I, I had a whole trip paid for uh, because I was pouring concrete at the time, and I had a, a, 
a good friend who owned the concrete company who I uh, bought from, who he was my supplier. In fact, him and the guy I went to school with and another guy that I just got to know later in life, and they become two of my dearest friends, they decided to take my brother and I to Africa to reward us for our efforts on, on, on purchasing so much concrete from them for over the years. And, wow, what an experience to have a trip of a lifetime and paid for. And so, speaking of grateful, I was very grateful of that, and, and we, we went to Africa. But when it was all said and done, I'd had an experience while I was there that was life-changing, that I can't explain to anybody else how moving it was in the depth of, of, of how moving it was. But this is what happened. I was raised in an environment where uh, hunting and, and outdoors was a big part of our life, but the gun rested on Sunday, and and that was a part of my life. That was that was just something we did. And I am of the Christian faith, and just knew that that we worshipped on that day. I believed in the Ten Commandments. We went to Africa. We're having a great time, right? And and we decided, how do we break it to our our uh, guides that we're not going to hunt on on Af- on Sunday because we're there on safari, and. So we explained to them, and they said, oh, that's going to make it really difficult on us because we only have so many days to have you hunt and do the things that you came here to do. And we said, you know, we get that, but we'd still rather just take that day off. In fact, we want to go one step further. We'd like you to drive us to the nearest church if you could. We'd like to go just be a part of our faith on that day and, and go see what it's like to, to have that experience in Africa. And so we got online and started searching and come to find out that the nearest church of our faith was two hours each way away from us. So a four-hour round trip that we, uh, we were wanting to go. We said, we'd really like to do that. Is that possible? Uh, one of the guides wasn't going to get the day off as the others did because he said, I'll take you there. I've got a son who lives there, and I'll, I'll take you to that town, and I'll take you to church. I'll go visit him, and then I'll pick you up after. So we got there, and we were a little bit late because we had uh, kind of got lost, and, and we finally we arrived there, and we were about 20 minutes late. And when I walked in the back doors and started to walk towards my seat, uh, I, I sat towards the middle of the, the center pews, and as I was walking up there, this girl, 13-year-old or so, somewhere in that age group, of, uh, was up giving a talk. And, and by the time I sat down, I couldn't even hardly see out of my eyes. They were just pouring with tears, streaming down my face. And it was such a moving experience. And I realized at that moment that this young girl, who was not of my gender, she wasn't of my race, she wasn't in my country, she wasn't in my age group, she wasn't, didn't have anything in common with me, other than the thing that she was talking about, the thing that she testified of truth, I knew to be true as well. And it was one of the most amazing experiences. And when I got home, people asked me about my Africa trip. How did you like Africa? My buddy who says, you know, you just got to have the smell of Africa. And, 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 and it is. It's just, the, it's just its own thing. And, and out of all of those experiences, and everybody asked me to explain what was my favorite part and what would be the one thing I wouldn't give up. And it had nothing to do with the safari, which was surprising to me. It had everything to do with that moment, that Sunday in church. 
So I'm glad that Becky is having those moments, that she's over there having these life-changing moments, and we can't ever plan for them. I, I couldn't have planned that to happen. It was just, it was just an amazing, amazing experience. And hopefully the takeaway from that story isn't the fact that uh, you have to believe the same way I do, to have the same religious background or, uh, or believe in the same God even. The important thing, I think, is the fact that you do believe in a higher power of some sort, whatever that might be. Uh, that's the important thing. And it's not so we just have somebody to blame when we're having a bad day, but, but it's so we can have somebody to give credit when we're having a great day. I think that is so much more healthy and so much more freeing. Anyway, on that note, I'm going to go into the next segment that I'd like to talk about, which is uh, it involves that word plan. I'm going to tell you a little story that happened to me. Uh, it was it was this year. It was just actually a few weeks ago, and, and I was hunting elk in Colorado. I, I know, I know, my stories are all around hunting because that's literally where I have my most life-changing moments is out in the outdoors. And so I was uh, hunting in an area that was way back in. I was probably 20 miles in with, uh, with I don't know, a four-wheeler. Um, just I, I couldn't even drive my truck into where I was. I was way back into the back backwoods. And, and so I needed to be home that night. It was going to be late in the night because I needed to be to somewhere the next morning. Uh, again, it was Sunday, and I, I don't hunt on Sunday, so I needed to be back so I could help out with, with my church. And I'm a clergyman, and, and I needed to be there. I needed to ha- have that be a part of my life. So I, I decided to leave in the middle of the day to come out instead of waiting till that night. And I drove out in the middle of the day, and I thought, okay, well, now I don't have anywhere to go tonight. I don't want to just turn around and drive home and, and get home early. I want to I wanna be able to still do something tonight. So I called a friend of mine who had been there in this area, and he, he said, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you right where to go. And he, he got on Google Earth, and he looked up everything, and he went through a lot of effort, and he explained to me, you know, you go this many miles. I mean, he mapped it all out perfectly. They'd go this far, go that far, turn right there, do this, do that. And so I followed his instructions perfectly, and I ended up on this ridge down this little, little spur road. And there I was in my truck in a pouring down rainstorm trying to determine how I was going to show my appreciation to him for all of his effort because I did not want to get out of my truck. I sat there for quite a while, and my friend was with me. Uh, he's in his 70s, and, and he, he wasn't very excited about getting out and walking around in the rainstorm. And, uh, and I really hadn't planned for it. I didn't bring a lot of rain gear uh, with me. And so I just kind of sat there for a minute, and I said, you know, we probably ought to just leave, but I don't want to leave when he's gone through so much effort to help me. I got out, and I grabbed my bow, and I started down this ridge. And as I walked down this ridge, I was drenched within just a matter of moments. I mean, drenched. And I, uh, and I thought, this is so stupid. But, of course, most of you are thinking that about me anyway because I was out hunting up in the mountains in the middle of a rainstorm. And it wasn't any lightning, but it was, it was just soaking wet. And as I thought, okay, I'm going to go a little bit further just so I can say I went off this hill a little ways. And, and then all of a sudden the weather broke and it cleared and it became beautiful. And I continued to walk, and I thought, oh, wow, this is awesome. I, I want to see this country. And I kept going, and I kept going, and I was seeing elk, and I was hearing them bugle. They have this uh, unique sound of just a screaming bull. Of, it's just beautiful. And I, uh, I started heading further down into this deep country, and I'd gone about a mile. 
I felt this pressure on my leg and I couldn't figure out what that pressure was. I thought my leg is never hurt when I'm out walking like this. So what's bumping on my leg? And I looked down at the bow that was hanging over my shoulder and there was this part of my rest, my arrow rest that kept bumping on my leg. And I thought, why is that bumping on my leg? It's never done that. And then it dawned on me that my arrows in my quiver are usually against my leg. And my quiver wasn't there, and I didn't have any arrows. And I panicked, and I thought, how am I going to backtrack and find my quiver and my arrows? And then I realized the funniest thing of all, and I just burst out laughing out loud, is I had totally left my arrows and my quiver in the truck. When I'd got out and it was raining and I was thinking more of, uh, okay, I'm just going to go through the motions real quick, go down off this hill, I grabbed my bow and I forgot to put my arrows in in the quiver and, and hook it to my bow. So I had hiked for about an hour and a half and about a mile of just beautiful country, was having the time of my life, a great outdoor experience, and it just made me laugh to realize that I did not have a single arrow. And so no matter how good my bow was, I could have owned the best bow in the world, which I think I have a pretty good bow, and, and I, it wouldn't make a difference. A bow without arrows is useless. And then I thought of the other uh, situation, the arrows. If I had only taken the arrows, they would be useless as well without the bow. And both of them, in reality, are useless without me. So I started thinking of all the things that are these configurations of threes. And, and I, the experience I had was, was uh, again, along a religious point, was with my Christian belief is, is the, the Godhead, that there's God the Father and, and there's God the Son and then there's God the Holy Ghost, and that all three of those components are needed to, to create the Godhead, to fulfill the Godhead. And there's components in our lives that are, that are much the same way, that are so needed to be a part of, of what we do. And so I thought of uh, some things that would really help out because in, in our lives, we've got to have vision. We've got to have this vision of what we're going to see, that we can see things in front of us and, and what we want. What's our ideal life? What's it going to be like? And to visualize it, to have vision. And then I thought of the... Vision's no good without implementing or, or, or having an idea of what we want to do. And so we've got to come up with a plan. The plan is that second component that is so important. To have a, a, a life without a plan is only a wish, right? To have goals unwritten is only a wish. And so to have this plan and then to act upon it. Without action, we have nothing. And so as I, uh, as I finished that, that hike, as I had to walk out for that mile knowing that it didn't matter how many elk I saw or what happened. I had no way of fulfilling my hunt. I had a vision of a great hunt. I had the plan to go down and and hunt this area, and I actually acted upon it and did it. But my planning was a little bit shy of being perfect. And so when I realized that my plan should have included grabbing some arrows and a quiver, that's pretty important. So each one of those components takes extra effort to make sure that all of them are in place. And so I just kind of laughed about that as I, uh, as I walked out. And I had that time to reflect and think, okay, 
why did all this happen? I've got to learn something from that. And that's something that I've been blessed with is the opportunity to learn from things. And, and the fact that I do dumb things, that, that helps as well, I believe. And so when those dumb things come along, we call them dumb things. But the reality is if we learn something from it, then it wasn't so dumb after all, was it? And, uh, and I had a great experience that day. And so uh, anyway, just along those lines of, of gratitude and, and, and having vision, having plan, acting upon things, I, I got thinking as well how glad I am that I've got a, uh, a full floor in my car. When I drive down the road, I have an entire floor in my pickup truck. Now, let me explain. I, uh, I just thought of this a couple of days ago. It made me laugh because it was raining. And as I was driving down the road, I hit a puddle. And, and it made me think of this to where I'm now grateful that I have a floor in my truck. Picture this. And if you have never seen one, maybe do a Google search for a 63, 1963 Ranchero pickup from Ford, made by Ford. And uh, it's just like just this little half car, half truck type thing. And, and we had one. And my brother and I, we worked together. And we were driving down the road one day with this car, and we just noticed that dust was coming in like crazy, and so we, and it was getting worse and worse every time we'd drive down the road. So we lifted up the floor mat because we knew it was starting to rust out a little bit, and pretty soon we had a, a hole in the bottom of the floor that was literally uh, like what the Flintstones had. We, <laughs> we could have put our feet right down through there, and if it really would have stopped without tearing our legs off, and, 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 and I'm glad I didn't believe the cartoons, uh, we would have been in trouble. Uh, I didn't ever see myself picking up the car and running with it, uh, with my legs out the bottom. But we literally could have put my legs right out the bottom of the floor of this uh, passenger side uh, floorboard. So lucky uh, as we were, my father was a was a realtor, and so he had realtor signs laying around. And so we took a, a piece of sheet metal from his realtor sign, and we drilled holes and we pop riveted that thing right to the floor, and, and off we went. Now we had a a solid floor in the bottom of our truck we thought it didn't i mean it covered the floor for the most part covered the holes but it must have just had it just right on the edge because one day we're driving down the road and this is why it made me think of it in this rainstorm the other day it's it was uh pouring rain that day and this area was a huge puddle my brother couldn't swing over to the left lane uh, to get away from this puddle that we could see coming up and there was a car next to him, and so he just drove through this puddle. And, oh, my gosh, that wall of water hit me so hard in the face. I mean, drenched me. It came up through that floorboard, right through that slot, right between where the rust ended and that floor and that uh, new floorboard we created with the sign started. And it just shot up and hit me with a wall of water right in the face. I mean, I was gasping. And, and I guess when somebody's gasping for air and somebody else looks over and sees them drenched with water dripping off the tip of their nose, I guess that means that, that, that becomes funny because my brother was laughing so hard he had tears running down his cheeks. And then that, begot, that got me laughing because I was first gasping for air and then we, we just laughed and we still laugh about it to this day of, of the humor of that. But those stupid little things, I mean, it just reminded me how important it is to be grateful for what we have, the little things. Had I never had that experience, had I never had water come up through the floor like that, I would never really realize 
a few days ago when it was raining that I appreciate having a, a watertight truck that when I drive down the road, I don't get soaking wet. It's just those, those little things. They, they, they just make me laugh, but go out and do something big today. Do go do something, take action. My friend, Chad Hymas in his book, uh, doing what must be done. He said, you know, in reference to reading his story, he says, don't stop there. Go do something about something. Get something done. Make a difference. If you're already doing something about something, good for you. Uh, don't wait for a bale of hay to fall on your head. I'm not going to be a spoiler on this, uh, so no spoiler alert. Just uh, read his book, Doing What Must Be Done. It's a phenomenal book, and, uh, and you will learn uh, what he means by a bale of hay falling on his head. But go out there and do something. Do something for others. Uh, if, you, if you want to have a good day, brighten it by helping others. And so sorry for this uh, just monotone voice of mine and just continuing on and uh, not having Becky to break up the, the action here. But, uh, but I enjoyed having this moment with you. And uh, go out and get something done and uh, enjoy yourself and, and live your life in 22 minutes uh, of helping somebody. 22 minutes a day, you could even uh, give some service. What, what a blessing that would be in your life. And so, especially at this time. Until uh, next time, I appreciate the moments that you've shared with me. And uh, good luck to each of you. And follow Becky again on Facebook and follow her adventures. And we'll talk to you later. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Life in 22 Minutes. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends about us. And please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review. Your review will help us to broaden our audience. Until next time, don't wait for things to be perfect. Get out there and live life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love.